Ah, there you are. And just in time, there's a little matter I forgot to mention. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the grass. I am one of your ghost hosts, uh, Mason, and uh, I'm coming at you right now uh, with a very special guest today. You know him. You love him. Um, he's been on our show before. Uh, it is um, it is Josh Steele. Uh, say hello to everybody, Josh. Hello, Pubgrass <laughs> people. Um, so Matt is actually indisposed right now. He should be joining us later on in this episode, but we did want to get on the road because we have a lot to cover today. Um, first of all, um, as you guys know, we are continuing our month of the mansion, uh, and today we're going to be talking about uh, Mystic Manor. So uh, who, who better to have on the show? Uh, today when dealing with C uh, than our, our friend Josh who, who was on our original episode and if you haven't checked that episode out already um, certainly suggest going to check that out uh, I think it actually is like our most popular episode so I'm um, honored uh, yeah so you might so you're kind of like our lucky charm so that's mainly why we brought <laughs> you back um, but, um, but before we kind of get into that uh, or the the news, I did want to just kind of, since, you know, this is our month of the mansion kind of thing, um, do you have any sort of special connection with the Haunted Mansion? I, I know uh, Disney Walt Disney World's your, your home park, correct? Correct, yes. I'm I'm right here about 20 minutes right away from, from WDW, so... That's you know I grew up in Central Florida, so that's where, that's where I've always uh, you know haunted, if you will. It's been <laughs> our it's been our haunt, but yeah. Um, so I know you guys were talking about your um, you know your kind of your your first memories with with the haunted mansion and and you know I, so I, I I can I share my my first of memory? course yeah no that's exactly so, yeah that's yeah, what we're that's looking for. Yeah, so so, I, I, I kind of like what you guys were saying. I didn't really appreciate it until I was a little older, which I think is is going to be the case for most people. Um, you know, not every kid loves being scared, right? So yeah, um, yeah. my earliest memory is is actually probably not really a memory. It's more of you know one of those things that my parents have told me about that has become a memory. You know, yeah, but. Yeah. Uh, apparently my, uh, my first experience was also my very first walk-off of a ride. Really? Of really? So, you know, I, it, it, it's only happened one other time in my memory and that was, that was on the Frozen ride. We got to walk off, uh, of Frozen. But the very first time was, was the, uh, Haunted Mansion when I was probably, I don't know, five, maybe, uh. But, uh, you know, complete mental, you know, kid breakdown, scary, <laughs> you know, couldn't, you know, screaming, all that. Yeah. yeah. W wouldn't, you know, wouldn't look at, uh, wouldn't open my eyes, just wanted to scream. So they had to stop the ride and wow. walk off. Uh, so, you know, they got that, I guess. I don't know. I don't even know how far I got into it. It might have just been like, you know, get in, get in the doom buggy and get out. Get out, get out. I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't I don't know I, I I was there but I don't remember but that's you know that's just what what I've been told but um, you know as I got older I just I, I I really did appreciate it but my earliest memory that I do remember uh-huh. because obviously my parents would make we, you know we'd go on the ride and and you know it's it's Disney so I'm like oh okay well, we can go I'll try it again it's Disney yay and. I, uh, the only thing I remember seeing when I was little, opening my eyes for, because, I mean, really, it's about the sound, right? I mean, the sound oh, is yeah. what's oh, the yeah. scary stuff. It's not, oh, yeah. oh, it's yeah. not necessarily the visuals, it's, it's the sounds that creep you out as a kid. And, you know, because your imagination just goes crazy. And, but the only time I would ever really open my eyes was for a scene that's not, not even there anymore. And that was the, uh, where the, where the staircase is now in that Spider room. room. Spider room used to just be the spiders and that was the yeah, only thing yeah. I would ever really see in the entire ride it was was the the spider room which you know now hey connection to the SEA now those spiders are on the jungle cruise so there you go there you go full circle I didn't know baby they didn't over there I didn't realize that was that those were the same ones and those are them those same same glowing spiders they weren't always there so I like I remember noticing them when they uh, when they moved them over there into the um, Shirley's Temple there, so, but that's that was my my first memory of the mansion, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. Just seeing those spiders, and I, oh, I, and just always always freaking out because for whatever reason, I feel like that was like always the last thing we did in uh, during the night, like during when we were there, and so of course you know uh, now a ghost will follow you home. Freaked me out. Oh, yeah, because you're going right to the car afterwards. We're going right to the car, and now there's a ghost following me? No! (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But I love it. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, um, now jumping over now to to present day and a a recent thing, uh, how did you feel about Muppets Haunted Mansion? Oh, I loved it. It's I I think that's it's hands down the uh, the Muppet movie we've been waiting for for oh, a long yeah. time, you know. And um, I think I think that's in part, uh, you know, the 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 advent of Disney Plus, you know, obviously gave them that um, to be able to really really go nuts with it. And um, but yeah, I think they did a fantastic job. Uh, I think it was everything that it, it should have been. And I'm sure I'm, you know, almost 100% positive that it, it, they wanted it to be more, but there just wasn't enough room. You know, I'm sure there's so much more that we didn't get to see that they, you know, like the joke about, uh, you know, uh, Bunsen and Beaker as the... Like the same thing, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, I'm sure that joke came out of necessity because they really did get cut for time, you know, so... Um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I would, I, I was really, I was really impressed by it. I... I smiling the whole time all the easter eggs and just picking out all the little things was it was fantastic the music was great the songs were were really fun um i think i think my my biggest criticism was the weirdest cameo of of pat sajak was was that weird for you yeah yeah it was a little uh i was like oh oh okay all right right." (laughs) it's like wait what (laughs) you have you have a lot of you have a lot of uh interesting cameos that were like all right i mean of course you have you have the late great ed asner 
in there. Uh, I wish he got a little bit more. Yeah, I was hoping. I was hoping he just, he'd have just, something. Yeah, and he just sort of pops in, and it's just like, "I'm here. All right, bye." And uh, so that's a bit of a shame. But um, yeah, it, it's interesting because you have, you know, I think cameos were always a big part of, you know, the the Muppet kind of outing. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think the only real exceptions there being like the story, like kind of the Muppet Treasure Island and Christmas Carol probably being the exceptions. Because other than, other than, you know, the main human character, I don't think the other ones were big cameos or anything like that in those films. Um, but, oh, and but, yeah. while, you're, while you're on that, let me, just, let me just say this. And I told you this earlier, but now I'm yeah. telling the yeah. listeners, I'm calling you out. Um, <laughs> because... In the in the in your previous episode, you made me feel very old by telling the world that your first uh, theatrical outing was Muppet Treasure Island in 1996. Oh my gosh, I'm old. <laughs> so thanks, uh, thanks for know, that. You know. What what? It's the truth. I'm not. It's not like I'm <laughs> embellishing. No, I know. I'm, I'm I'm also you know I'm I'm very excited for you that that was your first one to say. You know, because mine, mine was, uh, mine was also exciting. But you know, the first two, two that I remember were Oliver and Company, and uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. So that's Excellent. also also pretty darn way to good way to, to start your movies, of your course. theater of course. theatrical outings. But honestly, well, Last Crusade is my favorite indie film. That's my favorite. So yeah, you know. it, was, it was my it was my uh, it was you know my uh, introduction to Indiana yeah. Jones and the obsession that I now have, so. Yeah, crazy. Well, and even, like, you know, um, jumping over to, to the indie, you know, the news we got about indie this week that the show's going to be, the stunt spectacular's coming back. Um, it's crazy. Well, you know, and, we're, and we were talking before the episode started, you know, about how they're probably going to start ramping up you know, pushing Indiana Jones for, for the fifth one. It's crazy to think that, what was that, 2008 when we got uh, Crystal Skull? Just just thinking about that, I was, I was like, graduating eighth grade when I saw that. So, there it goes again. There it goes Mark. again. I'm old. I'm old. My I'm goodness. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's that's exciting. I've been following all the, um, you know, I, I I usually don't go for the spoilers, but I I have been following all the all the indie spoilers because I just love seeing the man in the hat, man. I just love it. I love it. <laughs> that fedora. Yeah, yeah. Not no, a fez, no, by the way. Not a fez. Yeah, yeah. I think you owe everyone on this show an apology. Uh, I've been glaring error last time you were on here. Listen, it, it's been it's been haunting me ever since because <laughs> I, I oh such a such a horrible faux pas but we were talking about indy and i had fedoras on the on the mind on my brain so mm -hmm. I, I it's a another hat that starts with f i accidentally said fedora when i was referring to an sea fez so here on record i apologize i i, I meant to say fez and i didn't get to correct myself i was just in the moment was in the moment. No, I get it. It's a very, it's a very passionate thing talking about the deep lore of Abracadabar. I know. I get, I get swelled up in it too sometimes. Um, <laughs> but, 
but uh but yeah no i'm what what oh i was just gonna go back to to um to muppets for a second yeah yeah, yeah. you 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 did a kit you do a killer bunsen oh can you give us a little bunsen no, uh, I didn't know I was gave that, a good Bunsen. Was it, was it, I must, I think it was you, right? You yeah, did a, you yeah. Did a, you did a little Bunsen impression, and I was like, I, I wow, that, 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 that sounded like goals. I thought that would. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I don't, I, uh, I don't even know what to say. I don't know. Just say, <laughs> say, say, uh, say something, something to Beaky. Say something to Beaky. Oh, oh yes. Yes. Uh, I, I don't even know. Now I'm under pressure. Oh, I now you, I'm scared. I put you on no, the spot. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, sorry. I'm like, I put you on the yeah, spot. Yeah. It'll come. Okay. So at some point during the show, if you just want to pop out a just little bump in, in, just yeah. you you go for it. All right. All right. I just I just want to hear it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'll I'll try and make that happen. Um, if if we get to the end of the show, uh, and I haven't said it. You you have like carte blanche to put me on the spot, right? All right, now. I'll give you and I'll 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 feed you a line. How's that? Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. If we have like a good line, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, just final final thoughts with with um, Muppets Haunted Mansion. Going back to that, I I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought if if and listeners, if you haven't um, checked it out yet, definitely do it. Um, especially if you're into like Halloween time and or into the mansion. It's a great homage. I find I found it interesting that they didn't. They decided to go with, um, at least for the exterior, a different looking, like a completely original mansion. Yeah, yeah. That was so interesting. Um, and I I mentioned when we were when we were talking earlier about um, a podcast I listened to with Bill Beretta and his brother Gene, the Beretta Brothers podcast. Um, so they they talk about that and and the choice behind that because yeah. I when they originally did it. It, it was they didn't want it to feel like this was the Muppets go to Disneyland's Haunted Mansion. Yeah, yeah. They wanted it to feel like its own story with the Muppets being there, you know, in their own world, um, you know, and, and they didn't want it to be about Disneyland. They wanted it to be about the Haunted Mansion or a Haunted Mansion, which ended up being the Haunted Mansion. But um, I think that's where that is. So it's kind of, kind of a... Um, a mix of of all of the the mansions, yeah, um, yeah. But you know, in that classic kind of haunted house way for the design. So yeah, but, I definitely, I definitely felt like it was a, um, it was very akin to uh, Phantom Manor, I guess, with like kind of the design. But I, I thought it was really smart because you're gonna have, you know, I, I think by putting it at one of the, like, let's just say one of the American parks, you'd kind of alienate, you know, the other audience or, you know, the rest of your audience. So I think that was probably for the best. So, yeah. But getting away from the uh, the uh, national parks, hopping across uh, the, the world, to the other side of the world, over to Hong Kong, um, we find our topic for this week, which is Mystic Manor, um, which is the newest entry into kind of Haunted Mansion lore, I guess you'd say. Because this one opened up in 2013, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and that's, you know, uh, so, you know, the, the first one was 69, this is 
now way, way in the future. Um, and also uh, one of the first major rides to feature a trackless dark ride system, right? Yes, that was that's kind of what started it all. I think that it might have been might have been the first. Was it the first? Well, I, well, I think I mean the first. Well, Ratatouille. That's true. Ratatouille was the first. Yeah, the well in, in Paris. Um, so, but I feel like this it was like front and center in this. So yeah, I think so. I think they they used it the to its full fullest in this yeah. Yeah. Uh, in this ride for sure. Yeah. Now that I, I think I'm remembering it now, it was, I think it was shown off first in Tokyo for Pooh's Honey Hunt. Then I think it was Ratatouille, and then I think it then it was this uh, for Trackless Dark Rides. Um, sounds, um, that sounds right. Don't don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> no, about. No, no, no. I, no, no, no. I, no, I, no, I, no, I think you're. I think no, you're, 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 you're. You know. And I, uh, uh, out of all of those, Pooh's Honey Hunt is the only one I've actually been on. <laughs> So I should have, I probably should have remembered that. But. <laughs> well, well, now you, you know, we're seeing it more and more. Obviously, we have the, the now, you know, Epcot's version of Ratatouille, which you know, I know you you rode last week, or uh, just the other day, um, and then uh, you know you have it showing up for uh, Rise of the Resistance. So I, I feel like it's becoming much more prevalent um, as as a means of conveyance uh with the new with the new rides rides it's definitely the um the direction i think they're they're headed with with most of these um and then even even things that like universal you know are starting oh, yeah. to do oh, yeah. with you know the, the mario kart ride is is the same kind of oh is it trackless. i yeah i'm pretty sure it's the same same idea with the trackless ride okay. system okay. um yeah, I think it's that's definitely the way they're starting to. And they, but man, they're perfecting it for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um, I I I do have an interesting question. Just since we're on the topic now, I was gonna wait till later, but um. So for track for for trackless, would you be opposed to them shutting down the mansion for, you know, a couple weeks? gutting the Omnimover system and then kind of coming back with a Doom Buggy 2.0. Same shape, same as, shape a as a regular Doom, Doom Buggy. buggy. Same which, everything. which mansion? Florida. Florida. So, here's here's my take on it. If they're going to shut the mansion down at all in Florida, it's going to be for a Muppets Haunted Mansion overlay. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> because it needs to happen. It'd be perfect, and I would, I would absolutely love it. The Muppets need more, more presence. Your face right We've now. We've talked about it. We've talked, we talked about it on the show. Oh, I heard. I heard it. You called me. Representation. You called me. You called me out on it, and I'm, I'm here to say that I'm sticking by it. I, I think it needs to happen, but I will answer your question, and I'll say. I don't think I would like that. I don't think. I mean, I think uh, number one, it gives me in in uh, you know the makes me want to travel, you know, to to see the Mystic Manor and see theirs. Well, that's fair. You know, that's fair. If we had it here, you know, I'd be eh. Well, we got it here. I want to see the the original. It gives me that incentive, but but I also I, I think the Doom Buggy is one of those things that you just don't mess with. 
<clears throat> you know, like that's that's like taking the people mover out and putting wheels on it or something. Like it's the opposite. <laughs> you know, like you don't do that. Yeah. yeah. I think I think that's you know your classic Bob Gurr, uh, you know, ride vehicle that that you you know the whole point is that it, it has a track. You know, that's that's it. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think. I, even, I like the idea of it, but I think there's other attractions that you could use it with, without messing with the mansion. Yeah. I again. I mean, I'm not doing it. I. I, I just was, because I personally, I actually would be open to it because again, you still have the Doom buggy itself. It's still gonna be the same shape and everything, and it's you know designed to point you in the direction. But I think you have a little bit more freedom now because maybe you can turn people different ways and you can actually kind of expand in some ways because you know you might be able to kind of uh you know give more i i don't know i i, I think there might be some really cool opportunities with that technology again you still have doom buggies you can't take away like the you know what a doom buggy is it's just kind of the nuts and bolts of what's moving it i think i i'm not as attached to with the omnimover system okay that's because you're young oh good we're gonna play that one that's not my favorite flavor of the month yay okay i'm done uh, no when more you're older, you're older you'll understand, you'll understand. <laughs> oh goodness <laughs> Ay, ay, ay. All right, moving on. Moving on. family get together. Oh, I'm gonna pay for that later. But let's just. We could really. We could really use use Matt about now. Oh yeah. Save save us. You will definitely say the show is spiraling out of control. Very quickly, unlike. Unlike a, a uh, the dark ride system jumping back into the um, you know you know why you know what I would compare it to I would compare it to a tour at Mystic Point spiraling out of control. So with that being said, I guess we'll jump into yeah yeah well I kind of I whiffed it at first but then I you know got on the second go around kind of like first grade anyway um, <laughs> so. You know, we come into um, Mystic Point, and uh, which is sort of which is really cool because this one has its own mini land that it's like kind of all built around. Um, and and re reading about this, I I don't know why I, I never realized this, but I did not realize that it the setting was 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 Papua Papua New Guinea. I never realized, I never that, realized either. that either. I, I had no idea. I didn't know. I just assumed it was, you know, I, but I, it makes sense now seeing the setting and, you know, like basically in, you know, jungle, jungle setting like that. I guess it makes more sense now, but I just, for some reason, I missed that. Yeah. That's a very minor detail, I feel like, in like the greater, well, not like, it, not that it doesn't matter. It's just, I feel like they don't play up that detail. I, I don't think we really I don't think we really touched on the point either that um you know this is this is the first mansion that's not really a really a haunted mansion about ghosts exactly yeah and yeah. and that that being because you know the Chinese culture uh, it they don't see you know ghosts and spirits the way that that we view them mm -hmm. um, much more of a so taboo right it's you know the the afterlife is something completely different in that in that respect so it wouldn't our mansion would not have translated well over there. So they had to figure out a way to kind of, 
create a mansion-like experience, mm-hmm. but tailor it in a way that would work for for that culture specifically and 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 work universally and still you know hit on certain parts of our mansions exactly, that um, exactly. and you know the mansion itself so yeah yeah and i think they do that masterfully with with it um you know cuz uh you know you have a lot of build up at the, as you're you know heading up to the house you have that kind of I think that same level of suspense and kind of that mysterious feeling as you're going towards it. Beautiful house also. Like there's all these houses are so unique. And I think that's what I, I love what about I love them. About them. Um, yeah. Um, I think this I know, one was... I know. Oh, go ahead. Uh, well, uh, I'm just, I was just going through it earlier. There's like a little bit of a Russian influence on one tower and then a bit of a, uh, a an English, I think it's like Queen Anne style windows on one. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then the entryway has like classic Chinese um, motifs, so it really ties everything together. And I think it also helps with the storytelling that this uh, that you know Henry Mystic is so well traveled. I think it reflects him as sort of this tapestry of all these adventures and places he's been. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's it that kind of um, kind of springs off of what they did with the tower of terror in in tokyo um, oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah and i believe i believe it was the same the same imagineer that um kind of did the same idea where you know he adapted um same way tower of terror wouldn't have worked in yeah. in japan the way it works here i believe it was the same the same imagineer was it mike uh michael something mike sprout something Yes, yes. I think you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yes, and he's he's the one that is was responsible for turning tower there into what it is with you know, high tower and and um, shuriki and tundu and all that, mm-hmm. and um, and he did the same thing with with the manor, um, and you know just with the same you know that collections and things like that. It, so it does kind of, it almost feels similar in that in that respect too. Yeah. At- and you do have the framing device of the SEA again, you know, with Lord Henry Mystic being a member of that and tying those two attractions, attractions almost directly, almost directly together. together. Um, yeah, this, um, if I'm not mistaken, this was the first attraction that really, um, you know, pinpointed the SEA and said, okay, we're, we're making this a thing. Like, this is, this is the attraction that really pulled them all together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you kind of see that in the queue, right? Like the through the, the the photos and paintings and everything. Yeah, you really have you have. I think you have like that now kind of infamous main portrait of them all standing together, and you have you know Bullion, you have uh, Falco, you have uh, uh, Hightower, you have all you know all of them there, and it and it really did kind of plant those seeds, bringing it all together. Um, uh, for the very first time. So it's really cool thinking, you know, we're not even uh, technically, we're not even really fully 10 years in to kind of all this stuff with C being at the forefront, you know? Yeah. And I think, I, I don't think uh, like Harrison Hightower, I don't think was officially um, even really connected with SEA until no. that portrait. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I think you're right. I, I, I could be wrong. We'll have a corrections corner because now that's a thing. Um, if not, but uh, yeah. So um, 
Yeah, I really think this this is sort of the the first thing that really started to unify all of them and start, you know, pulling them together because of all those portraits. And as you go through that queue, you have these single, you know, one-off portraits as you go down for all these uh, members. So... I don't know. I don't... I don't know. Well, I mean, because a lot of them are crappy people. I think Mystic is probably the nicest... But, you know, you have you have Hightower, who's a jerk, and also Joe Rohde. And you have... <laughs> no, no, no. I know, I know. I had, I had a nice bit of therapy about that uh, a couple episodes ago. Um, but uh, then you have, um, you have Barnabas T. Bullion. He's a bit of a, you know, uh, you know shrewd businessman of the of the west so you know he's probably not the nicest guy he doesn't really look that that friendly in his portrait at uh at um thunder mountain so i don't know so like i guess mystic is sort of the best of of them i think we could use some more um benevolent characters i think yeah i think what's Uh, what's funny too is that it shows in his character design you know what I'm saying? Like the way that the way that they portray Mystic compared to the others, he's he's a lot more cartoony looking. He's a lot more jovial looking. You know, yeah. and well, and well, like all the others just have this kind of <laughs> kind of look to him. Yeah, well, because he's, <laughs> he's not a caricature. He's, yeah, he's, you know, he is you know, a fully original thing. thing. You know, basically, yeah. basically his, facial his facial structure kind of makes him look like Merlin almost. Merlin almost. Yeah, um, well, um, the original. Did you see the original concept art? Um, because I'm not, I'm not sure. sure. So if you look that up, you it's like I want to say they it was from like a D twenty three, you know, years ago when they were announcing it or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, you know, they they showed the 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 concept art and yeah. and yeah. it was more photorealistic versions of you know Henry and Albert, and they were oh. like they were painted. You know, the, the concept art they looked like just regular people as though they had modeled them after somebody maybe but you know over time i guess they decided that they were going to make him a little more of a, of a cartoony kind of figure which which kind of to me is what's the weirdest the weirdest aspect to me of of the sea overall is that kind of mix between the photorealism and the and the cartooniness yeah. Like, yeah. Albert the monkey straight out of Disney animation, you know, and then like next to, you know, Tony Baxter. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of strange to me, but but at the same time it's what, you know, it's unique, you know, and it and it tells it tells visually the uniqueness of that attraction too, you know, in the story. So yeah. Yeah. it doesn't and bother again, me. Again, yeah, I don't yeah. it doesn't really bother me that much. I mean, obviously when we start analyzing it like this and start pulling at the threads, yeah, it comes up and is like, oh yeah, that's kinda weird. You know, you have, you know, basically you know, well, I guess what would have to you know, it would be tricky to uh to pull the to see that in live action if like have it looking exactly right, but um but uh but yeah, I you know, I, I very much um, I like the whole background story and everything with, um, with, with him, with the whole location. Cause it's really cool that I think that, um, uh, you know, they, they gave him his own, his own whole land, which I heard was a bit of a, like a direction that they wanted to go into 
with um, uh, when they were doing their expansions in Hong Kong, um, and that you know they had Toy Story Land, they had um, uh, what's it called? Uh, they had Grizz Grizzly Gulch or something, I think. Also, and then they had that instead of opting for like a l one large land, they had a bunch of these mini lands with a bunch of different uh, rides there. So, I you know I think it's I think it was a good move. I think it's cool, and it, again, it also really sets sets it apart from the other mansions because you know they're all a part of something else. You know, Phantom Manor is Frontierland. Uh, you know, you have uh, Liberty Square, or New Orleans Square, everything with that. So, um, so I think that's cool. Yeah. Boy, that was scary. Let's go on to a small world. Honestly, you could do that at Florida too. So I don't know. Pot calleth kettle. Um, but you have to pass through the tangled toilets to get there. So you, you got a buffer. I hate those. I'm going to say it here. I don't like them. It, they're very pretty, but utterly pointless. Like, I, it's just... It's a weird choice. I'm going to get hate mail now. <laughs> the, um, I think my favorite uh, portrait in the queue is... Well, there's, I have two of them. But, well, it's not a portrait. It's more like a, like a photograph, quote, photograph. But yeah. of, the, yeah. of him opening the mansion... Yes. Have, you, have yes. you seen that one? And yes. So yes. of course, in within the crowd of you know the people behind this cartoonish, you know, jovial-looking Henry Mystic and his little monkey, yeah, are yeah. are uh, young versions of Walt and Roy Disney. Yeah. Yeah. And it, just to see that is kind of fun, and so I think that's that's it's almost like an intentionally bad Photoshop job, <laughs> like. But that's you know that's part of the charm for me. I think it's I think it's fun, but that you can that, just to put that in there, you know. It just hit me just before hit the me. show. Before we were, the talking, show, about we were talking about the Disneyland, Disneyland movie. movie. You asked movie. me who would play Roy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Do you assuming, remember? Assuming that Walt is being played by Tom Hanks, this is a bit of a swing, but Steve Carell, and not to because he can play, he can do serious, he can do drama. So I think that might be, that might be a, that might work. I don't know. He kind of looks similar. So when you said, when you said serious, my uh, Siri popped up. Oh, no. <laughs> started, <laughs> started recording. Oh, boy. Oops. <laughs> Not um, you. Go away. Um, but yeah, anyway, I just, it just clicked when you, when you were talking about it. I was like, I got to figure this, got to figure this out. So. Um, yeah, uh, but jumping into the ride, you know, you kind of have that whole setup with, uh, C and then you have, um, kind of explaining what that is and kind of, you know, setting that up and his relationship with Albert, um, and then kind of this music box, which is kind of his most recent find. And that's why we go into the acquisitions and cataloging room. I guess that, I think that's what that's called. Correct. Um, yeah, I don't have it in front of me. My notes disappeared. <laughs> my notes disappeared. I don't, uh, so you might be on your own for a little bit because my memory's terrible, but. It's okay. It's, it's okay. all right. It's all right. I, uh, I, uh, you got me covered. Speed run through the attraction. 
um, uh, before we before we got together here. So oh, we could talk uh, we could talk uh, about the soundtrack, or is that when we get to to the ride? Well, well let me. I'll tell you what. Let me give me one second. So we we're in the cataloging room after we've uh, you know boarded on, and uh, then we have you know Albert um, jumps in and opens the box. You have all the fairy dust, I guess, going on. Everything comes to life, um, and kind of you start to get a little bit of the the music starting. But then you go into the music room, which is where it really kicks in. And there we go. I got us to the music. music. Now it's your right. turn. <laughs> well, the if you didn't if you didn't know if you've never watched the um, or if you've never ridden it or if you've never watched a ride through of the attraction. It has one of those very wonderful soundtracks that kind of guide the entire ride, which is awesome. A different yeah. way than yeah. Small World does, but <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. it's it's um, and and even if you just heard it, like the first time I heard the music, I was like, huh, I'm getting some hints of of you know Beetlejuice, a little bit of hints of like Batman. I was like, oh, this has got to be Danny Elfman. Sure enough, there he is. Yep. You got the, yep. you know, that driving bass line with boom, 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 you know, so you've got all that. It's fantastic. It's fun. It's it's undeniably Danny Elfman. Yes. And yes. Uh, who in in SEA lore is a member. He has a he has a portrait in the queue. And what is his name? Maestro, Maestro de Elf. Elf. Maestro de Elfman. Yeah, you very, know, you know, very original. <laughs> yeah, I, was, yeah I, hate I hate that. I hate it. Like, I don't mind him being a member. I don't care. I, I like that. It's just get a little more creative, guys. Come on. And it's literally a picture of you know just a cartoonish looking Danny Elfman. Yeah, you know, yeah. Creepy looking it, redhead man. Yeah, <laughs> with a, with yeah. a baton. These weirdly <laughs> named people with oddly on the nose names related to what they do. Yeah, that's the one curse of the SEA. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so all these you know that you see this dust kind of spread around the room. Um, these you know kind of sparkle stuff, really cool fiber optics things. Now, yeah, I now, think I think that I think that's that's something that it doesn't translate well to video. Yes, like, I think yes. that's that's definitely an effect that if you're in person, I'm sure it looks just incredible. Yeah, um, yeah. But it you know when it's flattened out on a on a on a video screen, it just looks like you know green lights, whatever. But especially, especially when, when it's not you don't, get, not you don't get a feel for the space where it's going and where you're going and. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially when uh, apparently there are scrims that come down in the op- when like at at the very beginning, and you know because it goes gets dark and you see it floating through the air, and which is so like such a cool thing. It's not just projected on the wall and you're following it. Like it's actually like sus- looks like it's suspended in the air. So we'll just. Hey! Hey! Excellent. I survive. I live. I would do the whole "ah, there you are" thing, but that's how I opened the episode. So um, you, could, you could do it as Bunsen now. Oh! <laughs> I don't know. Ah, freaking me out, man. You got in my head about this. Beaker, there you are. Uh, I don't, okay. Uh, 
Uh, oh, there you are, Beaky. Yes. I'm not going to. Oh, there you are, Beaky. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm not going to any Muppet auditions anytime soon. I'll take put it. it that way. I'll take it. Um, but oh. yes. Uh, so Matt, where we were just we were just left off, we were talking about um, all of the music done by Danny Elfman. Mm, okay. Mystic oh. Manor. Yes, Elfman, yes. I wonder if it, is there a name of the the actual song. I don't know. I don't know. Do you, do you know if there's a, a name for it, Matt? I don't know offhand. I know that there are a couple different recordings on like YouTube and stuff I like to listen to once in a while. But I don't know if there is actually yeah. like, a name for it, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. I'll fact check it really quick. Um, but I know from there, once the music starts like picking up in all of the different instruments, and you kind of get that... I, I, I don't know. You sort of feel like, all right, now we've begun the adventure, and then you kind of set off, and then you go into. I think it's the Mediterranean room, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like all those tiles and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um, and you have like a lot of a lot of really cool artifacts. I remember as a kid, you know, well, you know, not a kid, I guess. I was maybe, you know, 18 or whatever when this opened, but... You get it, you're um, young. You've been over that. Oh, already. my gosh. You know. <laughs> yeah, 2013, that's crazy. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was a... The real thing that I thought was amazing was that one vase that the Greek uh, vase uh, that came to life and the, the uh, paintings on it came, you know, were... The lion was fighting the, you know, the, I guess, gladiator or whatever. But it was yeah. so cool. And then there's Some really great effects there. Isn't there also the one, the kind of a, a call to the mansions, like with the Medusa? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. So that's, again, um, what, what I was saying earlier with, you know, it's it can't be exactly the mansion, but it, it takes bits and pieces and throws it in its into its original story. Yeah. So yeah, because I don't think it's all, but I think that's interesting that like Phantom Manor is like the most like non-mansion mansion out of like the entire mansion canon, just because it's. I think first and foremost, it's like a sea attraction versus a mansion attraction, and then it just takes pieces from the mansion and its its history as well as its gags and things like that. Because obviously, it, it is a it is a um, successor to the mansion, just the way it's styled, and things like that. But it's it's not so creepy and, and crawly as other mansions are. It's um, and if it has like that adventure sea element, uh, museum of the weird um, portions, but um, it's the most non-mansion of all the of all of all the haunted mansions um, out there. You, you realize you said it was you said Phantom Manor, right? We're getting mixed up now. Oh my We're, bad. We've got Mystic too Man, many mansions. Too many week. mansions in this place. Week. Next week. <laughs> Jumping ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but you're absolutely right. It does keep it very. It's very still. There is a sense of danger, I think, throughout. But there is. Um, but it is the probably you know, the most lighthearted. Yeah, because it, it yeah, definitely has it, that it adventure. Has that you felt you're in danger at times, but it's not like it's it's action adventure, adventure, adventure versus, versus the, the 
paranormal, paranormal. even though there is like these like, yeah. superstitious things are coming alive. It's it's a, it, it's obviously it's a different audience, a different culture um, in terms of what they find. Um, yeah, creepy and things like that. And yeah, it all yeah. Started and, with you a know, monkey. we were talking about what was that? And then it all started with a monkey. <laughs> yes. Never forget. Um, but yeah, we we actually were talking about that um, shortly before you uh, you jumped on. Mm-hmm. Well, that you know there was a lot of um, hurdle cultural hurdles to overcome when translating this uh, yeah. over to you know to Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, so you, you know we you have that. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That, that, yeah, because that, that, that just comes down to the, the religious point of views of a lot of people in um, the like the Orient, uh, especially in China and things like that, because there are Taoist, Buddhist, um, like Confucian-based uh, religions, and they have such respect for the dead that it would have been it would it would have gone over very well if they would have gone the, yeah. the, the the undead the ghost route. Um, because they view those people as, as part of their religion. Um, not, not not to say like Christians don't respect the dead, but it's different in the same in the fact that like they don't view them difference. as like. Um, we we uh, we like to hunt our ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We like to bust our ghosts. Yes. yes. Yeah. And you know what they say. What? What I'm do not they say? Say it. Never mind. Say Never mind. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> it was a Ghostbuster reference, yeah. but uh, uh, this isn't gonna, that podcast. Were you going to say Bustin makes you feel good? I was, but no. I was too scared. Okay. I was too scared. <laughs> the real... <laughs> that was the real horror of this episode. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so going um, with that in mind, you know, we go from the Mediterranean. We have that wonderful Medusa reference, uh, which I think is a perfect homage um, to the solarium where you see uh, like a Venus flytrap um, sort of plant trying to eat um, Albert chomping away. And I think that's cool. I, I, I think uh, that's some fun imagery there. And um, again, I, I still think it's, it's playful enough where um, it's not, you know, too scary, yeah. but, you know, it's definitely and, still in the vein. And obviously the idea of the solarium still kind of chopped off exactly. of Haunted Mansion. Yeah, well, yep, with the conservatory and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah let's say the solarium is probably one of the few places in the, in the manner that make me, like, it looks like it's the similar standing and staging as... Um, Obviously, you have the end, the beginning of the, of the ride with looking like the stretching room, and this one looks like where you can see the mummy and things like that. So, or the the man in the coffin. Yeah. So yeah, the figure the imagery right off the bat. Yeah. No, definitely. And um, and then I think kind of like this Nordic kind of Slavic sort of styled room, um, where you have that kind of the painting come to life and kind of blow you into uh the following room and then there's a lot of fun projection and projection mapping going on there yeah Mm -hmm. and that um Uh, isn't that that's kind of one where you you're like because it's the trackless ride it kind of splits you up at that point 
right? Yeah, I believe of, so. So I it's just kind so, of a though. it's a mirrored a mirrored. It's the same scene, but it's just you know like mirrored on each side, something like yeah. that. That's what yeah. that's what and, I think. And, yeah, and you know you have that you have that now with uh, other things with. Um, of like course, Gome, you have that. Rise of the Resistance, Go going both yeah. ways, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, you have that same experience, different you know paths. Um, and then you do go into the arms and armory uh, room. Um, now, I was doing some research here, and apparently one suit of armor, the way it's posed and blocked out, is supposed to be referencing Trader Sam's, actually. I've, but I, I don't, I've heard that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Um, no, they, like have, they have to get rid of that now. They have to get rid of that <laughs> suit of armor. Well, you know. The gift if, shop if, instead. There yeah. you go. Um, but I, I think it's, I think it's really cool. You know, you have, I think it's a samurai armor actually mm -hmm. holding like a Roman helmet kind of, yeah. kind of mimicking that. So I think it was a very cool play. It's a little weird and unexpected of course, but, uh, still pretty great. Yeah. It, yeah, um, it's, like, yeah it's, it's like the coloring of his headdress he's wearing. Obviously the helmet he's wearing has like large feathers and things like that. Or, um, plumage and then there's the, mm -hmm. the reference to the stroking head and I, I think I think a couple of things surrounding him would make you call back to the yeah Trader Sam which is interesting yeah yeah goes, of course and then it goes to the crossbow right and that's what kicks you into the into the next room yeah yeah, yeah. and I think yeah. from here yeah, yeah from here on it gets a little a little more um I, I guess I guess you'd say like kind of high octane with, you know, kind of the thrill sort of yeah. element because you have, um, you know, then you have the one suit almost beheading uh, Albert. Mm -hmm. And then you the also have, um, you know, you have the cannon going off. Then you get into the Egyptian room, which is definitely, I think, most... I think just through popular culture, you know, the whole ancient Egyptian vibe is already kind of scary. Um, but then, you know, what they do, what they ha they have the scarabs come out, the lights go out, and they actually have a water dripping system kind of sprinkled down onto the riders so that it feels like the bugs have gotten on you. And I, I didn't know that until I was doing my research for this. And that, that was pretty great. That's kind of like they do the same effect on the mummy ride. The mummy roller coaster at Universal. I don't know. I've never been to Universal. Oh well, <laughs> same same thing. Same. Scarabs and everything. So. <laughs> um. so, but I think it's cool. I really think that's uh, that's neat, and um, it's very you know, uh, it's it's probably you know one of the scariest part I can imagine. You know, get a little get some screams out of people as you're going through that. No, it a lot of the artifacts and stuff is it within within the ride like dressing the ride or is it outside the ride and in the in the queue and everything that's where you see a lot of the the stuff that came from Adventurers Club right Yeah yeah I believe so I didn't see any like specific you know thing I didn't really cuz I'm just remembering that that that's kind of where when they closed everything kind of split up and they threw a lot of it towards Mystic Manor and and uh and in Tokyo too. So Well, yeah, cuz cuz um well, uh 
Adventurers Club closed like very either re- late 2011 or early early 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean that lines up with the timeline like right you know right away yeah, right. um yeah, 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 except, so yeah, at least in like the singing mask and things like that or talking masks are in that queue or in the ride i, I don't recall but i believe some of them made it in as well um field trip hey let, 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 let me know I'll, I'll, I'll be right there with you <laughs> um but yeah, so I mean, with that, we do go into the tribal arts room, sort of the, well, quote-unquote tiki room. Um, now, I, I did see that some of the imagery that was shown in there was not just supposed to evoke, um, you know, kind of the same feelings as the tiki room uh, and uh, Oa, but also um, the shiriki, uh, Tundo, from... Um, Tower Hotel. Yeah, I think uh, I think the actual don't they actually have like a, a tiki room tiki drummer in that room? I think they do. I think they do. If I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, because I very I, cool. I, yeah, I, I think honestly, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, oh no, why, I'm just saying. I think it's my favorite room. Put it in there. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because I I think it's either from the or the original molds or. Maybe, maybe it's a scaled up version of one of the two drummers, but it's like almost a one for one, either sized up or, or clone of one of the, the two drummers. Excellent. Absolutely excellent. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you have that and then you have, I think some of the tiki's blowing darts at you. And then again, you have that really cool reveal with because of the trackless ride system. Um, you know, you know that, that Albert has been caught. You know by some of the by some of the yeah, darts. Love that. So that's pretty that's cool. cool. <laughs> um, and then that and takes you, of course, into the uh, what I, what what I refer to as is the Jade Monkey Room, where you know everything kind of breaks loose. The whole place is out of control. Sort of like the uh, essentially the story itself is kind of just like a uh, a plussed up sorcerer's apprentice. That's point, true. You know? That's true. Albert. Albert is, yeah. Albert the monkey is totally Mickey in this situation. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So this yeah. is sort of the high watermark of all the craziness as the walls are flying off and things are, you know, uh, flying all over the place. And uh, luckily, you know, we have Albert, you know, able to catch the, the um, music box and take us into uh, right, you know, back to the acquisitions room, close it, and everything sets back, you know, uh, as it should be, just in time for uh, Henry Mystic to come back and be like, hey, you know, he, he's none the wiser, luckily, <laughs> um, instead of uh, Yensid, I guess, if we're keeping that analogy. Do we, uh, who, who's the voice of, of, of Henry? Oh, I have no, no idea. idea. That I don't that's, know. That's, that's I want. That's, that's, I am. I am. A, I'm a huge, you know, voiceover fan. So I. Yeah. That's something that I'm. I'm going to need to know. <laughs> so, I don't know. Let me. Let me see. Because that now that's. Oh, I got it. I got it. Stephen Stanton. 
Steven Stan. Who else so has he, he? What else has he done? He's done uh, lots of work for um, for the Disney parks. Like he did the Mark Twain narration for the boat. Um, uh, he did. Um, uh, gosh, what's his other big one? He's always he's always on the panels that they do at cons, like okay. the Disney voice actor panels. He does a always, wonderful job. Yeah, he's always one of them. But that was, I think that was his main one. Oh, and he uh, he's he he's the father in Carousel of Progress. He he did the the Rex. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, he he he's yeah. the new the new version. So he does the basically an impression of um of uh, what's his name Rex. Um, why am I blanking? What? No. Yeah. No. Wait a minute. He's he's the dad. He is John Progress. Yeah. <laughs> the new one, the the updated version of him. Yeah. So. How new? How new? Because there's the, what the '90s guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did. I think they redid the whole narration, but we're getting off topic now. I'm sorry. Well, I'm no, sorry. No, because now you're my whole world is kind of because the guy who played, the guy who plays. Um, uh, the dad and Rex again, Allen, right? Isn't it Rex Allen his name? Rex Allen? Isn't that his name? I don't know. Now I'm looking. Rex Allen. No. Rex, um... Rex Allen, American film actor. All right. He was the, yeah, he was, I guess, the original guy. Um, Carousel of Progress. All right. Hold on. Yeah. Carousel of Progress. Okay. And did, did he just sing it or was he. He 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 has that, you know. That voice, so that's. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, it's a very nice voice. I'm sorry, I, I don't I'm know. Sorry, We're I gonna have to. <laughs> no, no, I just I, I this is a well I need to go down. Um, I think later on, and and again, if anyone knows, if anyone is a huge, um, car, carousel of progress aficionado, please contact us. Well, uh, I guess we might need to do that an episode on that now. <laughs> and then uh, I'm assuming I'm assuming that the uh, that Albert's voice is probably Frank Welker because he does uh, does all the yeah, monkey monkey I voices. Yeah. yeah, he did. I'm pretty sure Abu and the monkey and Raiders of the Lost Ark and all that. So I'm assuming he's the go-to monkey guy. Monkey, 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 man. Monkey, monkey. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's just, that's crazy. I'm sorry. I know we got off topic there, but that was, I just never knew all that. No, because I, I just looked up his wiki, and he has, like, um, voiced a ton of, not only just parks, but also Disney movies and things like that he's the voice of happy from uh, uh mind train and then also stinky pete um Obed kenobi from rebels um he's also uh george sanderson from from uh monsters inc like i'm blown away yeah I don't so he does a lot of those. He does a lot of the voices, like for, um, you know, the stand-in voices. Like if they can't get yeah, the original yeah. actor, he'll do sure. um, That's so stuff awesome. like that. But I, I know he always does. Like, because I, I love watching those. Um, you know, D twenty three, 
panels, and he's yeah. always on those, and he does does the announcing and stuff for the, yeah, the Mark yeah. Twain boat. And, yeah. Well. Huh. That's crazy. Well, there you go. And now wow. you know. The yeah. I think maybe we should have an episode later where we do, like, the voices of Disney and just focus on all the fun. different, like, famous oh, voice actors. Can you please Bobby. invite me to that? Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> we'll, sure. we'll mark you down. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Count me in. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm that'll be season – that'll be – that might be, like, early on season two. We'll, nice. uh, we'll do the voices of Disney. Um, but, yeah. So that's, you know, that's a kind of full overview of – the ride, um, how like how do you how do we feel about this ride like compared to its predecessors, both both mansion both like the mansion propers again as I refer to it, and Phantom Manor. How do you think this one stacks up compared to those? Um, I, I'll just go first real quick. Um, I think it's such a charming attraction. I think it is. One of the real reasons to go to Hong Kong, in my opinion, I think it's a, it's become a flagship attraction, especially for that park. Um, just because, like, to me, there's not a whole lot that I would love to go see in Shanghai, or I mean, uh, Hong Kong. Um, this is definitely the one that I think I would hang out in Mystic Point in particular because the, I heard the gift shop is pretty amazing there, and then there's a whole restaurant as well. Um, so it's one of those attractions that has a full experience outside of um, not only the ride, but also the land and um, the, the surrounding uh, attractions. Um, so I think it, it, it plays a really cool role in not only modern theme parks. I think it's, it's one of those attractions that kind of polished up the the trackless ride system, um, which which plays such a big role in attractions today, uh, it kind of looked at the final piece yeah, yeah. in um, the modern trackless ride, uh, which is also important. But um, I think it just give it's it's a great original IP to the parks, um, and now has uh, really sparked um, a deeper expansion of. Sea, uh, obviously Tokyo uh, yeah. Sea, Disney Disney Sea was first in that, but um, now we have. I think it's really one of the first. If I'm wrong, uh, well, I think Hightower Hotel was first, but um, it was the first one to really dive into sea as a larger society, uh, whereas Hightower yeah. Hotel really focused on Harrison Hightower. This one not only has. Um, Sir Henry Mystic, um, but also the the queue tells a story of of this of the society as well. So I think it stacks up um, at the top of the list for me in terms of the mansions um, per se. Um, I think it's it's super important um, to not only the, the the mansion fandom but also uh, the Disney fandom as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, I just love the originality, you know, having kind of being forced into, you know, creating that original story, um, but keeping the feel of being a mansion, you know, and, and being in the mansion family. And I just think they they nailed it, you know, and, and I absolutely just, you know, like you were saying, Matt, that's the reason to go to Hong Kong. Like, that's what sets it apart is is that ride. Um, oh, definitely. You know, and 
Um, I mean, their Jungle Cruise looks really cool, too, and it goes around the Swiss Family Treehouse, and it has that crazy ending with the fire and the water. But, I mean, you know, it's still Jungle Cruise. But this is something completely original to Disney. This is something, uh, you know, completely worth going to it. And I, so I, I, I agree. That's that's probably, the I think, the biggest thing it has going for it. Um, yeah. I think, you know, if you're a mansion purist, whatever, but... It's you know it, it, I think it's it's definitely um, definitely at the top and it's you know hopefully someday I'll be able to get over there and because I'm I'm just missing the two parks yeah the, the two the two China parks are what yeah. I'm missing so wow well, uh, yeah no I um, I would I definitely hope you know to to get over to uh, uh, see that, that someday. Um, I know it's probably unlikely, but, but um, I, I do I think that this is a an incredibly important attraction. attraction. I do feel, I feel that, that um, in, 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 in you know, you know do, do I, I? For me for personally, I, I think I like you know, know with me being me, I think I like Phantom Manor a little bit more just thematically. I like its. French intensity, um, but uh, I, I do understand how important this is. Uh, so I think you know, in regards to you know where it stacks up in that sense, and with the technology put in place, I think you know this is you know only second to the original, um, just because of how much of a landmark that was for the time, um, and. You know, you know, again, again you, have you have the beginning, the beginning of, of the, the kind of, kind of more or less, or less the, the real official, official beginning of C with it being pushed to the forefront and being a big plot element. You have, um, you know, the trackless dark ride system. You have one of the, one, I think the best uh, original story for an attraction in maybe decades. Because um, so, I can't think of really a lot of other rides built since then no, you're right. with an original story. This is, this, is the, this is the perfect time for me to chime in that something I've been holding in this long. And I figured okay. it's, a good, it's a great place for me to end, even though it's going gonna, it's gonna to want you to, I know it's going to make you want to talk more and more about it. But this has been, this has been since this attraction came out, since uh, Mystic Manor, and since I first saw it, the only thing that I've I've wanted since this came out, and the only thing I can ever think about, mm -hmm. is please, why can't they just use this technology, and even even the same story, the same idea, its original IP, but use it for the original original IP in Journey to Imagination. Mystic is the Dreamfinder. Figment is Albert. Mm. Boom, make it happen. It would yes. be it would be amazing. Yes, and and it, it, you could still keep elements of the even like kind of some some of those darker elements. Like I know you guys. I'm sorry, I have to say this again. You guys probably didn't get to experience the original Journey into Imagination because y'all are youngins. That's true. But, <laughs> but. I mean, I remember even as a you know as a kid in in the eighties and 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 saying uh, seeing 
like there's a, one scene that goes in when he's talking about horror and literature and it was kind yes. of scary. Yes. It was kind of scary as a kid. Like, I mean, yep. you know, it, it gets a little darker in there and there's like shadows and all that stuff. And I'm like, well, putting that kind of feel into this, because that's obviously part of a, a imagination and, you know, it deals with that. But like putting that in a mix with the creativity and, and, and the fun and, and the excitement of that Mystic Manor, mm -hmm. uh, you know, storyline, do that for Dreamfinder and Figment. Yeah. How epic would that be to bring back uh, Dreamfinder in that way? Uh, bring, so Tony, bring Tony Baxter back. And just oh, oh, you can, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So I will say this. I have a full pitch for a Return of the Dreamfinder and Figment, like a whole revamp of the ride. Um, I'm going to hold off on sharing it because we do have a Journey into Imagination episode coming up next month. Um, spoilers. Uh, but... I will I go will into full detail, detail on that, that, but yes, it involves a trackless dark ride system. system. It, it involves it, everything, everything, like everything you just said. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I definitely, I 100% agree with you. Yeah. Yes. No, yeah, right. I, I, I totally agree. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And because um, when I, when I think about the revamping of Journey, I often think about the original intent for that that ride and that that track. Um, because there was intended, intended to be like almost like a pseudo roller coaster throughout that, um, that sure. show building. And I always thought that was a great yeah, there were gonna yeah, be drops. drops, yeah, drops and yeah, drops. twists and turns. I mean, even there were you know originally I don't I don't think they're there really anymore, but there were you know ups and downs and yeah, you know, they were very slow. Yeah, <laughs> but they no, were there. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's it's still there because it looks like you're on a roller coaster track, and so yeah. whenever I've thought about revamping journey i've always thought about well i would love to see what they could do with um into into roller coaster style like more obviously more show scenes than like mine train i always thought that was an interesting way to go about it but i think you make a great point you both make great points that going with the trackless ride vehicle uh, might be the best thing for journey um, it opens up so much mm -hmm. possibility yeah, yeah. Yeah, because because yeah. yeah, because it adds that to tell that, that, tell that story. Yeah. Well, and well, then you and think, then you think of, of all of the, the not, not just front and back, back, but you can go side to side, to side and you can twist. Mm -hmm. You can even have a bit of a twirl thing. So imagine, and I'm I'm showing my hand a little bit here, but imagine if you get caught in uh, a brainstorm, and. You, you have, have all these all ideas these floating around you, but then you're kind of, you know, you feel like a little lost in this, lost in the shuffle, uh, getting blown around in the storm. You know, you can, again, there's so much, again, I, I really want to go in depth on it um, no, next it. month, but yeah, no, I, I, can't, I can't show my hand here. I think we got to wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I think with that in mind, I think we have... Uh, made a pretty pretty full tour of Mystic Manor and its surrounding grounds on Mystic Point. Would you all agree? I would say so. Any last things we wanted to touch on? All right. So, um, uh, John, what? What? No, I was just looking at his face, and I was like, oh, okay. I just love I just love the awkward pauses. I think they're great. Just anything else? Anything else? Uh, anything, no. else? 
He's past, okay. he's past, he's past uh, my bedtime, you guys. I'm an old man. He's yeah. past my bedtime. I know. Yeah. Josh, where can they? Where can people find you? Where can people find you? Where, where can people find your impeccable designs and all the great stuff you're doing and possibly some of the stuff you're working on? <clears throat> it's the kingdom. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, you can find me uh, at, at the, the Steel on Instagram and my... Uh, my shop is Adventures Project. You can check out Adventures Project on Instagram and the Etsy shop. And uh, there's some, some more fun things coming to that shop real soon. So thanks. Yeah, thanks. of course, of course. course. And we and thank, we you, thank so you so much for joining, for joining our crazy show for, um, for, for the evening and uh, giving your time to us. Um, Matt, I think um, I was able to get all of us actually lightning lane passes um, over there. What a gentleman. Tower of Terror. Um, what a gentleman. So I think, well, you know, I put it on my tab. That's what I say. I say, Bobby, I, I message Chappick and I say, Bobby, put it on my tab. And, that's, uh, and he's like, fine, yeah. I got to, got to. Yeah. Um, so uh, with that being said, uh, well, let's go. And we'll see you on the Hubgrass next week when we will be talking about the darkest manner of all. Yes. Phantom Manor. Thanks, guys. Hey, folks. Thanks for listening. If you want more Hubgrass in your life, you can find Matt separately at Matt Arterberry on TikTok or on YouTube at Matt and Mary Kate. Or you can find me at Unofficial Disney CEO on TikTok. Of course, you can always find us together on our Instagram at OnTheHubGrassPod, where we post content regularly. If you like what we do and you want to help make our show better, please consider joining our Patreon. Until next time, remember, there's a great, big, beautiful podcast, and it's just a stream away. We'll see you on the Hubgrass, folks.